Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. My name is Graham, and this week I have the joyful pleasure of uh, informing you that the very best co-host in the world is back on her seat. Hello, Georgia! Howdy do! <laughs> Howdy do! Jojo, like I said, uh, I, I think I've told you this throughout the week. Like, uh, I've been whining about how much I missed you. And uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure if you were even ready to come back but you might have just gotten so tired of hearing me whining that you decided to come back i gotta do something to shut him up <laughs> yeah. no 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 oh, I, I, i'm very I'm, glad you're back though thank you thank you i am very happy to be back i uh don't know that i am 100 but i will do my best and uh, if I get slurry or anything like that, it's it's the medication that I have to take for whatever <laughs> is wrong with me. Um, hopefully, I'll get an MRI soon and we'll get all this figured out. But uh, yeah. And if I get spacier than usual, that's also medication. So deepest spacier. apologies. <laughs> she said spacier. <laughs> if there's lots of weight, what? <laughs> that's... <laughs> well, all right then. So um, this week we are talking about uh, well a movie that is in everybody's, um, you know, sight. No, I mean, yeah, it's on the it's on everybody's radar, right? Uh, so it, it, I think it premiered about eight or ten days ago mm-hmm. on on Netflix. It is uh, Jamie Foxx's Project Power. There was a, a lot of hoopla around the the coming of this movie, and I don't know. We, we're going to talk about it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of movie that I am surprised was not a theatrical release. Yeah, it's, so it, I don't know. You think it was good enough for that? I don't. I'm not going to say that. I'm, I'm not going to say that, but it just, with the star power and the type of story that it is, it seems more like a Hollywood release movie. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think it's, 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 it's fair to say that this, this could have, this, this is a movie that could have done well in theaters just based on, as you said, the star power. But is it, do you think that had it been released in theater, uh, based on all the expectations surrounding it, you know, Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon, Gordon uh, Levitt, throw here a little bit of Rodrigo Santoro, uh, Amy Landeker, Courtney B. Vance. You know, there was quite a few folks there that would make for a good gathering. So do you think people would have walked out a bit uh, disappointed after uh, after all, all was said and, and done? 
I think possibly, yeah. I think it might have still been a big hit, but I think that uh, I think it would have got hit a lot harder by the critics than it did. I think I, I have this feeling that critics are going a little softer, a little easier on some of the home release, the streaming service movies, not the series, but the movies that yes. are coming out. I think they're going a little softer on them. Um, I think if it had come out as a, a wide release movie theater movie, I think it would have been trashed completely. Yes, <laughs> you're absolutely right. The fact of the matter is the idea that critics, this is, this is really put by you that critics are kind of like, eh, it was a Netflix release. So let's just, you know, but the fact is they win Golden Globes. They win Emmys. Yes. They win Oscars exactly like a movie yes. in the theater. Yes. You know, I think so. They should be looked yes. at in the same lens as, as theatrical release, isn't it? Yes, they should. And uh, critics, and, and I'm not a critic, obviously, but I do feel that critics need to get with the times and understand that this is the way things are going after this pandemic we may never see a true return to movie theaters um it may just become a sort of a a niche you know an art house type thing that happens so this may truly be the future of movies and if anything with the the true freedom that's the the power of a a production house like netflix has and the money that they have if anything, they should be going harder after these movies than Hollywood even, because they have so much freedom. With Hollywood, you can make the excuse of, oh, they can't do that because they need to hit a certain rating. Oh, they right. can't do this because they, you know, the, pro- the producers are requiring this. Oh, they can't do this because Pepsi's going to pull out or whatever. Netflix mm. doesn't give a fuck. They can do whatever they want. Exactly. So in, in my opinion, as a, as a, as a critic, you should, go a little harder at that sort of thing and be like, look, you can do whatever you want. So let's do something amazing. Yes. Yes. You are absolutely right. And we should start by saying that, uh, this is not, we're not, we're not coming out to say, yo, this movie wasn't good. or this movie was crap. Right. I enjoyed watching this movie. I did too. And I think anybody who likes a nice, action, pseudo, superhero type of shite would enjoy this movie too. Yeah. But yes, you are absolutely right that Netflix could have done a bit more for this. Netflix could have taken this a bit further. I was left with this sense of waiting to exhale for me. Like, oh, when they're going to hit it big? Like, when is it going to happen? You know what I mean? And I'm like, ah, this movie is over. And I didn't see anything that blew me away. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. So in keeping up with tradition, let us uh, hear it from you, Jojo. What is this movie about? And and, and what? uh, how would you give us a synopsis of this? So this movie is set in the very near future, in the not-too-distant future, for my MST3K fans out there, um, in New Orleans. 
and uh, which was, was, I can't remember having seen New Orleans lately in featured in a movie. So it was, it was cool to have a shout out to New Orleans. Um, Yes. So that, that was nice. But anyway, set in New Orleans, there is a new drug on the market called power that will grant you superpowers for five minutes. Um, You don't know what it's going to be. And Jamie Foxx comes into it because there are there's a lot of things going on in the background to this drug. It's not a quote unquote simple case of cocaine and where it comes from or heroin and where it comes from. There's a lot of darkness behind this drug and and what's going on. So Jamie Foxx is a very important part of this along with his family and uh, the story of Joseph Gordon-Levitt comes into this as well as part of, of, of what's going on as well as the, the drug dealers for this particular drug, which is called power. And by the way, the, the drug in the market was coming basically at no cost yes. because, because the, the sinister part of it was that you know, as it was being released in the market, it was a way also to test it on people, like a, a wide base mm-hmm. uh, test of it. Mm-hmm. And so there it is. This is the story, and there's not a lot of branches to it. There is a background to it that I, I sort of like, I'm finding myself having a problem with with background stories that are explained as opposed to acted out. Uh, I, you know, I think there's a, there's a, there's a little bit of, of laziness in just like, well, this is why I'm doing this because this, 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 and that. Oh yeah. Thank you for telling us. It's plot exposition. Would like to see it has to happened. go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so what, what do you think of that? Like, yeah, I, um, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of that either because it, it, I would prefer, as you said, to be shown or allude to it enough that I can figure it out on my own. Don't talk down to the audience. Don't assume that they're stupid. They, your audience may be incredibly stupid, but assume the best of them. And I don't know, having things sort of like hand fed to you is, is to me condescending. And it's like, no, I, I, that's not how I'm interested in having a story told to me. Right, right. I mean, how many times do we not see a, a movie that opens with a scene that sort of like resumes for you everything that you're about to see, what it is based on, and then five years later, three months later, two months later, and then the movie picks up from there. Uh, that could have been, I don't know, a three-minute opening scene, and that's it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, even the flashbacks that the character of Jamie Foxx was having um, didn't explain to us anything other than, you know, this dude was in an accident with his daughter. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Like, what else, you know? But... (sighs) What other flaws do you did you find in this story storytelling style? I 
I don't know. I guess just sort of a disappointment in the fact that this is a, it's a very cool premise. And I just don't feel that it was explored in as interestingly a way as it could have been. I felt like it, it was given a very straightforward path as opposed to let's make this a little more interesting than your everyday pseudo superhero story or, you know, good guy saves the day type story. And and in that respect, do you think that maybe Netflix made a mistake by conceiving this as a movie as opposed to a series? Because this could take the, ver- the the path of, you know, something similar to The Boys on Amazon, for instance. Uh, actually, and the story yeah. could have been told a bit better, isn't it? Yeah, I actually was thinking of The Boys when I when I said that because... You know, the boys is something that could have been very straightforward and very simple, and it's not, and it's so good. Um, But this, yeah, I agree. It could have been, it could have been a series. Uh, But even if they wanted to only keep it a movie, I just think that they they could have gone a little weirder with it, and we all could have kept up, and it would have been a better product for it. Even though, from what I understand, they're planning a a sequel. Which to me, then that is also a well. If you knew you were going to make a sequel, why, <laughs> why did you do this the way you did? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm prepared to to watch a sequel of this. Yeah, to be honest I, with you, because probably once I saw what I, what I saw, I'm like, yeah, cool. But I'm not. I'm no longer interested. In fact, there yeah. was there was a point in uh, the movie came to a point where I I I just wasn't. You know, uh, I mean, whether I finished it or not wasn't going to make a difference to me. And again, I'm not saying that this is a terrible movie. It's just, as you said, when stories are told in such a straightforwardly uh, manner, this is not a courtroom. This is, you know, this is not a, a question of this is a yes or no question. That's not what we're doing here. We are telling a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have to set up the stage. We, are set, we, we have to set up uh, expectations for what we are about to see. So if, if you are a, a screenwriter and you are just falling for this instant gratification type of culture, <laughs> that people have, like get to the point, then you are a terrible st- storyteller. But at the same time, you are killing an entire industry that has, you know, made history through telling stories in a certain way. Uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm going too far with this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think, uh, and I know that I bring this up too much, but that's okay. You know, it makes me think of the OA and the the, the length of the story that was being told there that yes. got prematurely cut off. You know, that's, it's, unfortunately, that this sort of storytelling for Project Power is being rewarded when I find something like the OA a much more satisfying way of telling a story. Yeah, but I'd like to ask you if you think this is a requirement that those major streaming service studios are putting on projects before they buy them, or 
do you think is just a way that the industry is changing? It's a good question. I don't know. I could see it being, I could certainly see it being that, uh, I could see it being the streaming service, perhaps recognizing that Hollywood is, is on the way out, if you will. And at the same time, being afraid to break new ground and being afraid to change a formula that they feel works, even though it obviously isn't, kind of easing people into this uh, grand new world of of not the movies. Yeah, and and it sounds a little bit, (laughs) do you remember HBO's motor? Uh, it's not TV, it's HBO. Yeah. And, you know, streaming services. And let's let's not kid ourselves with streaming services. Let's say Netflix, because Netflix is pretty much the major giant of, of this new frontier of watching streaming content. So they set up the standard. And it, it seems like, as you said, they are approaching this in a extremely careful fashion Mm -hmm. so as to not say we don't want to just go boldly and lose money and then when people get on board then we will get we will get all that money back as you said they're just not willing to set new trends (laughs) and uh and in that you know just just trying to keep it lazy and, just follow, and comfortable. Yeah, just following the the path of history, what has already been made for them, which is silly because it's that's not going to work. It's not working right now. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's fair to say that by now Netflix has pretty much gotten every major star to do something for them. Any? I think so. Uh. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much everybody. Yeah, including directors. Like, I mean, they had a mm-hmm. movie by Al- Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, they had a movie by uh, uh, Scorsese. And, you know, mm-hmm. all of these uh, big wigs. And, uh, you know, they've had movies by you know, Pacino, De Niro, Murphy, Eddie Murphy, even. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlize Theron, and and now Jamie Foxx. So they've, they've gone... Uh, Will Smith, they've gone. They've managed to bring Hollywood to the table, mm-hmm. except that somehow I feel like they have managed to lower our expectations uh, of what it means to know that one of these big stars are in a movie. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Which I, I again, I don't understand that. I, they, they have, they don't. They have essentially unlimited resources. They can do whatever they want. They don't need to worry about a rating for, you know, oh, this needs to be a PG-13 so we don't alienate these people or whatever. It's, it's, it's within your household that you're choosing who watches what so they can do whatever they want to do. So, again, to it's just a, a shame and it's a loss. If you can do whatever you want to do, then do whatever you want to do. Um, yeah push push the limits Just test the waters see what works see what doesn't work stop giving us the same formula over and over and over again 
and that they seem they seem to be doing perfectly with with series, right? Like they are taking series to a completely different frontier, and and we enjoy that, yeah, right, yeah. So it seems almost as if okay, so Showtime, HBO, and all of those giants of cable TV have done it, so we know it works, so we can push the envelope on those on those things, mm-hmm. but then. Anything that falls on us to take leadership, we're just going to wing it. <laughs> yeah, I and I, I don't understand that. It's it's confusing to me. I don't I don't get it. Um, I think maybe they think that uh, someone who watches a movie maybe is more of a casual viewer and they want to just snag that. And somebody that watches a series is somebody that they know is going to be more serious about television. But that's not true because. You can be a movie lover and hate series and you can be, you know, a series lover and hate movies. It's, it's, it's one is not required by the other. So no, not at all. Not at all. All right. So and, and like I said, it may sound like this week we were like really <laughs> going after Netflix. But what we've done with this with this podcast is that whenever we've thought that any of our streaming platforms have have done something well. We, we've we've talked about it. We've mm-hmm. been we've we've had heaps of praise for Netflix, Hulu, and you know YouTube and all of them. But at the same time, we we have to tell it like it is. Yep. And with this movie, again, it, it is it is a good movie. It is worth watching, mm-hmm. and we just think that. The cast was too good for the movie itself, and the story was uh, lazy. Yeah, the I, storytelling style was lazy. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah, it's the uh, what is it? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, with that, let's talk about the cast a bit. Okay. So, Jamie Fox has managed to make himself a very serious actor for a dude who started his career as he, as a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. But at the, same, at the same time, he's still funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I find that some actors have taken the route of from, from comedian to serious actors a bit too binarily. Like, oh, now I'm a serious actor. I, I don't do this shit anymore. But you know Jamie Foxx. I think he has. He even has a serious XM channel uh, with a bunch of comedians, and he sits and talks, and and it's still funny. Produces music because you know it's easy to forget that Jamie Foxx is an absolutely talented singer and and keyboard player, classically trained <laughs> pianist too, and and a fascinating actor that that. It, it demonstrated with all whistles and bells by uh, the movie of, of Ray. Yes. So this might well be the reason why we are so disappointed in this movie, um, in, in Netflix, for not doing more with this movie, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because they have so much potential, so much tapped talent, untapped talent. While I was watching... Jamie Foxx, and maybe it's because I've seen him do that uh, as a comedian, but I found that in his interaction with Dominic Fishback, like 
you know, this especially in that scene where Dominic Fishback shows her talent mm-hmm. as as an MC. For a moment there, I thought I was looking at a Denzel. <laughs> I'm like, is he doing Denzel? <laughs> like I say, I, I don't know if it's because I've I've seen him do that, you know, in his as a comedy bit. Right. But like, I'm like, what is he doing? That's not. <laughs> Did you did you f- f- see that? Did you feel that way when you saw it? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you, you've got you've got talent. <laughs> did you just like seriously switch to Denzel? <laughs> that was funny, man. That was funny. <laughs> so I don't know if that's good acting or just like, oh, <laughs> uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. His Louisiana accent. Look, man, that was good. His Cajun accent, wasn't it? Huh? I, I am a big fan of, of him. I I am always expecting great things from him. So yeah, I, I was happy with, with his performance. I was I and it was nice to see him because I feel like he hasn't been in anything in a while. I, I don't know yeah. if that's true or not, but I just maybe it's maybe it's not been anything I've watched. But yeah, I uh, yeah he 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 was surprisingly I shouldn't say surprisingly, but he I, he was happily very good in this. Yeah, he was. He, he was, and like I said, I was like, I don't. I, I think he is actually from California, but he's he's there, man. I'm telling you, you know how fascinated I am by accents, yeah, and. Yeah, and that Cajun accent was like, well, this this dude is doing a pretty good job, man. <laughs> I could believe that he is from there, you know. And that's a, that's a hard one to to get and not sound stupid, like cartoony, yes. cartoonish. Yes. yes. Or you get it completely wrong, and then you just sound like a fake Southern accent. Yeah. Or or yeah. or you sound really, really good, which which he did. And I was I was happy about that because uh, I, I I like the Creole accent. It's a good one. I, I think I think he actually watched a lot of interviews with James Carville. Because <laughs> 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 I was like, man, you, you sound you starting to sound like James Carville and I'm liking it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So Talk to me about this young actress, Dominic Fishback. What a breath of fresh air this kid is, isn't he? Yeah, I think this is a star-making role for her. Um, I oh hope my. it's a star-making role for her. I haven't seen anything that she's been in. She hasn't been in a huge amount of things. She's she's quite a fresh face. But she uh she was just she was just good. And Yes. I, I loved when she was on screen and I was sad when she wasn't on screen and yes. I missed her when she was gone. So yeah, I, I think this is, I, I hope this is a step to greater things for her. I, I She convinced me as a teenager, you know, cause it's, it's, it's one of those things where when someone, you know that it's an, a complete full grown adult playing a teenager and like, yeah, yeah, and fooling anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're yeah. thirty five, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, she's a tiny little thing. She's five two. So that kinda <laughs> helped a bit. 
but but yeah she did convince me a lot like i saw a you know 17 year old or 16 year old there her interaction with uh, the lady who played her mother also was really really touching mm-hmm. and uh it's one of those it was one of those things like oh i guess uh dude found himself another daughter <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it was was that good yeah but as you said it, this might this might well be her breakout performance type of thing because uh, like so it seems like the the first thing she ever did was the hate you give which is a movie from 2018 but that movie starred kiki palmer yes so she may have had a role there uh here and there but it was a kiki palmer movie but for her to be starring right you know alongside jamie fox and joseph Gordon gordon louis uh, live it and when you saw the three of them you saw three stars mm-hmm. on screen mm-hmm. that was dope that was really really dope mm-hmm. yeah so top three are these rodrigo santoro as uh biggie was like who is this dude <laughs> why why is his neck so disgusting <laughs> what like what do they do to this guy man i don't yeah and uh newt was played by machine gun kelly uh i I don't know much about about you know he's a hip-hop star or whatever but like i I don't know much about him do do you know anything about this dude i knew his name that was about it and was just i was surprised to see his name as you know as acting because i associated it with with music that i don't listen to yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah so um but he was he was good yeah uh all right so Courtney B. Vance as the police uh, captain of Norlands, you know. This is one dude that has, like, the most chameleonic appearance. Like, I've seen him play a lawyer, and he's like, yeah, that's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen him play a, you know, pastor or bishop or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I see a bishop there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then as a police chief, I'm like, yeah, there is. That's a police chief right there. Mm-hmm. I have, on the other hand, I I have a problem with, for instance, other actors playing those roles because eh, I can't, I, can't I, I, I don't buy it. Like, if you remember movie Gone Baby Gone, yeah. is it bon- Gone, Gone Baby Gone? Eh? Gone Baby Gone. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, Morgan Freeman played like a police chief and stuff, and I was like, yeah, no, "No, you're not. You're not a police chief. I, I don't. I don't buy it." Do, do you remember that? I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know what you're saying. I do. I'm like, dude, you're God. Like, yeah. forget. It. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're never gonna be anything, but and just, just stop playing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, uh, but like that's like you know. James Earl Jones playing anything that is not like a huge authoritative figure. Like, yeah, I'm not buying it, James Earl Jones. Yeah. Go back to being either Mufasa or 
God or whatever, but like, no, you know, you know, the softy grandpa who's losing his, his mind. So, uh, so there, I actually have a, a, a familiar, a family connection. Can't get out big words today. Sorry, Graham. A family okay. connection to, to Courtney B. Vance. Uh-huh. Courtney B. Vance played my father-in-law in the hunt for Red October. What? <laughs> so Seaman, Seaman Jones, Seaman Jones, uh-huh. Jonesy, the sonar tech, yeah, is based on my father-in-law. Get the bloody hell out of here. <laughs> Yo. So the hunt for Red October, my father-in-law was a, a sonar tech for the Navy. Uh-huh. In 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 subs, nuclear subs, and other kinds of subs, all kinds of subs. And You're serious? I'm completely serious. And the writer of the Hunt for Red October, um, Tom Clancy, duh, Tom Clancy. Yes. So yes. Tom Clancy came and observed. Was given special permission by the U.S. Navy to observe on a submarine, mm. and he mm. based the character of Jonesy on my father-in-law. And my father-in-law has a book from Tom Clancy that is signed to the original Jonesy, Tom Clancy. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) So Courtney B. Vance, among for other things, has played my (laughs) father-in-law. Oh, my God. That is so awesome. That's yo. Hey, man. Hey, you know what? I'm glad we're talking about this. I'm, I'm so happy that we're talking about it because this is so dope. But I'm like, ah, oh, wow. Yep. Yep. The awesomeness. And I've seen the book and everything. I've seen it and I've, I've heard the story. I've seen the book. I have no reason to doubt my father-in-law. So, no, Hey, man. Dude got this book to show the, to the original Jonesy. <laughs> the original there you Jones. go, yep. son. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 awesome, Judge. We're gonna we're gonna in fact we're gonna make our little one minute uh, thing for the podcast about this. Yes, this there you too, go. This is this is too dope. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. Of all the powers that this pill gave, which one do you think was the stupidest one? <laughs> Because there were some powers that were like mad stupid, man. I ain't giving a lie. <laughs> so I, I have to say that even though it's a, when I read the description of it, I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and that was that the, the Jamie Foxx was given the power of a shrimp. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, what it can do is very, very cool. But just reading about it is like, what the actual a fuck? Shrimp? <laughs> a shrimp? Dude? Like, I'm sorry. Hold on now. Did you say a shrimp? A shrimp. Son? A shrimp. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That, that. And but yeah. So just reading about it was one of the things that was made me go. I, I, I'm going to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go with it. Yeah. I have to see this. Yeah, yo, the power that Newt gained, for instance, like, yeah, you got the power and shit, but like, now you're walking around like Jason, like uh, Freddy Krueger and shit. Like, what's that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. And then 
the worst one for me actually was knife bone. Like, dude, you do know that we can kill you with your own damn bones, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. 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 That's a dumb one. <laughs> and yeah. then my, my dude Biggie <laughs> turns into like some like ugly ass Hulk and shit. <laughs> <laughs> is all about <laughs> yeah that's another thing that i kind of feel like could have been like if you have if this is power and it can truly turn you into anything at all then let's play with this let's let's not just become the hulk and really fast and bulletproof and all this other crap let's yes. let's let's do some other cool stuff you know I don't know. And the other thing is like supposedly those powers are drawn or modeled after after animals that you know mm -hmm. based on evolutionary process and things like that yeah um but animals can do some really freaky freaky strange and fascinating and cool stuff that we can't yeah. do that they, they could have you know like uh, i don't know a chameleon they they actually change their molecular structure to match the, yes. the molecular structure of whatever they're touching, they actually become whatever they're yeah. touching. Yeah. I mean, it's well, not... the dude, the, dude, the bank robber was that. Yeah, wasn't he? yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. but it's still. But just... Why was he butt naked though? Uh, yeah, that I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> like that. that... <laughs> With the power of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> why are you naked, dude? Like, if you can. Come on, man. If you can molecularly become anything, then you can become your clothes. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, like, if it was, if it was about I don't know, the, the dude that was elastic and stuff, like, we've seen this before. It's kind of it's kind of old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Will you be watching the sequel? Probably not. I'll be honest. Probably not. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. but probably not. Yeah, no. I, I don't know. So there's two there's two things that may happen with me with this is that I might watch the sequel to have a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I I like, like I gotta see where this is going now. True. <laughs> you know? True. Or I might just be like, yeah, I'll get to it when I'll get to it. But I think all the anticipation and high expectation of it has has gone. Yeah. And but there is also a chance that somebody might come up, come along and say, we got to do this better. It's very true. Sometimes the sequels yeah. are better than the first one. Yeah. I, that seems to be the case more often in streaming than in than in in quote unquote mainstream, so I mean it, it may come along and and knock everybody's socks off. So, but on the other hand, though, like when this ended, sort of like you got the impression that that was it because mm -hmm. you know the lab was a floating lab and it's gone, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I don't see a way that they can salvage this, but again, these people are clever than myself and. <laughs> in you so there's they, another they secret lab somewhere that we didn't get told about <laughs> so um i'm gonna put it back to you again so if you were to rate this movie 
what level of stars would you do it? Would you give it? I'd probably give it a two. Yeah, man. So uh, somebody who listens to the show told me, man, Jocelyn is harsh. <laughs> <laughs> they listened to that episode about about cursed. Yes. And they were like, yo, Jocelyn went to town on this show. <laughs> Actually, that was Lenora's husband. He's <laughs> uh, like, "Hey, man, I listened to the to the to the episode about about cursed. Yo, Jocelyn went to town." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, man, Jocelyn ain't playing around." She's <laughs> no, I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I would give it a three. <laughs> that is, of course, if we're going to four stars, I'll give it a three. Because, you know, let's put into consideration the top three people that we saw in this movie that did, you know, obviously their best and work with what they had. So Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Dominique Fishback. Yeah. But... Uh, Maybe I should give it three stars for, for each one of those. Yeah, they each get a star. <laughs> yeah. I can do that. I'll do that. I'll give each yeah. one of them a star, but that's not a reflection on the actual movie she's, itself. She's, that's just, I'm, not, I'm being even. I'm being even. They each get a star. Yeah. I. You know what? Any guy, if you go into college right now and you find yourself a professor like Jocelyn, <laughs> you better do your damn best, man. I'm just saying. That's right. She ain't playing around. No. <laughs> Too old to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Project Power, I'm, I doubt that you haven't seen it, uh, my friends, because you know, even we are talking about uh, about it a bit a bit late. But again, what we do here is watch what we can and tell you what we think. And of course, there's two ways you listen to this show: is to find out if something is worth watching for you or find out what we think. If we think, you know, uh, similar to what we thought of something is similar to what you thought. And uh, so this is what this particular episode is about. I'm pretty sure that everybody in the mama may have already <laughs> uh, watched this movie or any. Maybe. Some people might be waiting for a longer weekend or something. I'm sure there's a few people that haven't seen it. Yeah. But just because of what we think shouldn't deter you from watching it. It's a good experience of a movie to, to yeah. have. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not total crap. It's not anything to disparage. It's just, again, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, it's not a, a waste of your time. Like, and when when a movie or a series is a waste of your time, we will be the first one to tell you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we generally like, don't talk about those. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, if we just happen to watch it, and when we talk about it, you'll know <laughs> that we didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you'll know that. Justin yep. uh, will will. Will let you know for yep. a fact <laughs> how she felt about it. <laughs> Tell us how you feel, Jocelyn. In fact, we're gonna we're gonna institute a new segment in the, in the podcast. Tell us how you feel, Jocelyn. 
It was shit. <laughs> uh, I am elated to have you back, Jojo. I'm and elated I'm sure, to be back. I'm sure our audience is also happy to have you back. And um, tell people how to find you on I social media. I am on Instagram as Jocelyn Podcast. Yeah. That's me. That's what you're going to have. Yeah, that's me. She's Jocelyn, and her last name is Podcast. Yes, that is right. Yeah. Yep, Jocelyn yeah. Podcast. And I haven't really been posting very much lately because of of my uh, strange thing that's going on in my life. But I'll be trying to post more as I uh, can focus. You can find me on social media as Mister Puzetta, M R P U Z Z E T T A. And uh, we have a Facebook group that you can uh, join. There's a couple of questions. Very, we make it very easy for you to answer. But you can you can join this Facebook group, and we'll talk about some cool stuff. Yes. Also, the episode from last week is posted on on our YouTube channel. So if you're looking, if you look for Kicking Instrument Podcast, you'll find it there. We are starting now going to try and post as many episodes as possible on the YouTube channel. Uh, this particular one you might not you will not find so it's important that you only you, you will find only the audio version of it. But we are very nearly ready to pretty much do most of our episodes posting on the YouTube channel so that If you are unable to go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, you can all there's always YouTube, right? Yep, so. always YouTube. I need to get one of my uh, little nieces to do the the whole. She can do the whole like ring the bell and like to describe. She has this whole little dance that she does. So. Yeah, sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and so. For me and for Jojo, this is uh, goodbye for this week. You all have a fantastic week. Yes. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Boom. <laughs>